0: Can
1: you bounce? Hi, welcome to Finding Your Mana, a podcast hosted by Tori Rugby. Join us as we talk about purpose and passion, rugby, travel, style, fitness, and all things sport. Hello, and welcome to Finding Your Mana. This is Sarah, and I'm here with my very good friend, Allie.
0: Hey, Sarah. How's it going?
1: I'm good. How are you doing? I'm awesome because I'm talking to you today. (laughs) That's so nice. So one of our first episodes of our podcast, and we're just going to keep a very brief introduction of who we are um, and how we met and how we became friends and why we started Tori Together. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sure that we've met in the rugby community many times, but yes, we basically bonded and became friends at one of the NDSs, the National Development Summits, a few years ago held by USA Rugby. And then we really became friends at a coaching certification.
0: Right, a coaching class in um, Charlotte and just found out that we had a lot of the same life Choices and a lot of the same <laughs> <laughs>
1: ideas about things. And, and Right. Yeah. So we became friends there. And as, although I am in Philadelphia and you are in Southern Virginia, and especially right now during this pandemic, it's very inconvenient. But <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to, to talk a little bit about for the, those of you who do not know us, um, and hopefully mm. there's a few people listening out there. Possibly four. <laughs>
0: <Please>. <laughs> at, least <four. laughs>
1: at least four so <laughs> I guess let's start with how yeah your children how um basically because you know our our sport is rugby even though we go into a lot of different things but just basically a, a little bit about your background and rugby and and sports and then where you are today
0: okay yeah I think I can do that mm, I think my story of how I found rugby is a little funny <laughs> um I started playing in like the grade five and it was because of a good looking teacher's assistant who was Scottish. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. (laughs) I can't complain about that. (laughs) It's a good, all good things. All good things.
1: It's a good thing you could understand him (laughs) if you're Scottish.
0: (laughs) Ah, yes. I still remember his name too. So if you're out there listening, Mr. Needham.
1: Thank you for getting Allie to play rugby. Yes.
0: Uh, (laughs) So it started there and I progressed into high school and um, played lots there and traveled and had a great time. And then from there to college and um, into the military, playing combined services. And I was actually SIP on a men's team for a while in Alaska. How did that happen? We didn't have a women's team and SIP was not new, but it was a lot Uh Looser than so
1: (laughs) no comment (laughs) no comments
0: um yeah so we if we had a certain number of women on each side playing then it was allowed. so there were like four men's teams in anchorage just outside of the anchorage area at the time and we all played each other so the women were split evenly between all of the teams and we ended up forming the arctic foxes at that time so nice name yeah was uh it was good.
1: It was you good. Played lo- you played lots of sports, though. Right?
0: Yes, I did. I was a multi-sport athlete. Played. Um, I, was, I was curling, um, Olympic weightlifting, lots of other things.
1: Oh, right. That's <laughs> what we talked about. We have to discuss curling later at uh, another time. Not now, but yes, yes.
0: Uh, but lots of other things. I swam. I played lacrosse. I played field hockey. I <laughs> played soccer for briefly. Um,
1: and you yeah. rode horses, which is what we one of the things we bonded over.
0: Yes. I, I rode horses a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, jumper, hunter jumper, and I did dressage. But it's it's been a lot of that stuff pushed me to do more rugby because of how I felt about it. And, you know, eventually coming towards where I am now um, after injuries and after the military and that, took me to my coaching career. um, And I picked that up in Oregon. And I think part of that um, is also why I'm so obsessed with safety. I say obsessed, but healthily obsessed, I think. (laughs) Uh, When I took over the team, the the college team there, um, there was an absurd amount of concussions when I took over there. And so I just couldn't handle it. And I was like, this has got to stop. And that's Kind of what took me into starting an entirely new reporting program for injuries in the small colleges that didn't have access to to trainers and to care outside of their games. So that's part of that. And then from there, you know, I'm still coaching collegiate rugby um, in North Carolina right now, and and I've been coaching select sides and all different levels, including high school and middle school days, and. Those are some of my favorite days being able to work with the low mobility um, special ed kids and bringing rugby to everybody because those are the days that I get to do things where I'm happy and knowing that rugby is truly a sport for everyone. That's, that's the kind of things that I like. So I don't know. Um, right. Also- so
1: you're, you're at home with three children.
0: Yes, I have three kids and um, we're all cooped inside for the most part. I'm hiding in my car right <laughs> now to do our podcast because <laughs> it's pandemonium and mayhem. But um, also wa- Wandering Warriors, so a veteran foundation that I helped, with I'm a founding member of, and they're a nonprofit that serves homeless veterans and they bring awareness to PTSD and so uh, post-traumatic stress disorder and disease. So I'm busy all the time,
1: but I love it. And you're a big proponent on, on safety and, and it's something we'll get into, obviously, yes. a much more in-depth topic later about the head injuries right. and prevention. Head
0: injuries, prevention, and, and other safety and, and well-being on, on the field and not just for rugby, but for lots of different sports and, okay. and I, in your I, daily life. So, Sarah, why don't you tell us about where you started playing rugby? That was college, right?
1: Yeah. So I started playing at University of Delaware. Um, and like we talked about, I was a horse trainer. And since I was little, I wanted to be, I, I wanted to be an Olympic rider. So I just kind of went to school as an afterthought and started playing rugby because the equestrian team wasn't that serious. I played some other sports a little bit in high school, but I basically I, I still had my horses at school and I was riding every day. And I wanted to do something social without joining a sorority, and it was more that there was when I went to an activities fair and met some very cool people that, you know, had me start playing, and it was just a f- fun thing to do. So at first it was social; I loved it. You know, I kind of get serious about everything that I do. I'm a little competitive, but just, I got just more com- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got more competitive after school, and that's when I, I think I became into good rugby player. I started playing with Atlanta Sevens a lot, played for some women's clubs and some territorial sides, And I was, but I was still training horses at the time. And I had given up show jumping because I was good, but I wasn't that good. And then I was working at a dressage farm, a different type of riding so that I could play rugby because it was more of a nine to five job. But I basically didn't have any goals left and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, which was, you know, one of those life defining moments because that's all I had ever thought about doing, um, right. so I never thought about another job. But I was really into rugby, and because of a lot of conversations you and I have about horses and right. movement and functional movement, and just uh, horses and animals in general, I think we're a lot more evolved in our thinking because they can't tell you what's wrong, so everything's about watching how they move and, and their diet and their health. and we're just way more advanced. So because of that and just through r- rugby, I was in very into how the body worked, into my own training. So I decided to become a body worker, which I had never thought I would be. And my I remember my brother saying, you know, are you going to be able to touch people? Which I had no idea, but <laughs> I knew <laughs> uh, I, I can. <laughs> and um, I wanted to work for myself. I wanted, at this point, I was traveling a lot for rugby. I, I wanted to have control of my schedule and I knew I couldn't sit in an office. So it just all kind of fit. So at that point, I had gotten really into rugby. And my, one of my mentors and heroes, Emil Cygnus, was again working with the U.S. men's national sevens team. And so I was playing at the, uh, at the time it was in San Diego, the seven, our seven stop at the Invitational. And he introduced me to our uh, medical director at USA Rugby. And from there, I, because I was doing body work, he asked me to help out. And this was back in 2008. And so I started working with the 15s team primarily then. Um, I would help out the sevens team a little bit. But so I started working with the 15s team and I worked through two World Cups. My first coach was Scott Johnson, this um, very outlandish (laughs) uh, Australian guy who I loved and who was very boisterous. And then um, through 2011, Eddie O'Sullivan and then Mike Tolkien from New York came in when I was with him through 2015. And then in 2014, um Mike Friday started with the seven squad which was great and he asked me to be on board so I remember flying down I hadn't met him and I had actually just had a new replacement which I to my, <laughs> the, how I stopped playing going to, yeah it's um, gonna be a series of its own right yeah but so in 2014 I did and 2015 I did sevens and fifteens so I was basically gone every non-stop. Yeah, I was Nonstop. I was on the road which but I loved it and I really loved working on the 7 Series. I love the way the teams work together. I love being around all the different cultures. Uh, so I worked with them through the Olympics and then stopped a few years ago. Um, I still travel with, well, I'm not traveling anywhere at the moment, but travel a lot trying to contract with some teams. But uh, through that, I've really gotten into elite athlete well-being and, and wellness and player welfare and just basically, you know, caring about my athletes and the families and seeing the effect that they've had and that in a combination. So my career, so unfortunately I had one injury that turned into a lot of surgeries, which like you said is a story for another time. But my career unfortunately ended very abruptly and it it was again, one of those life-defining moments Moments. for me where they said you will never basically get off your couch um thank goodness i was able to work a little bit enough i mean i couldn't even run water out at the time but thank goodness i was able to travel and i had i was working with the men's national team which kind of took the focus off myself which was probably the only saving grace for me at the time because it was such a tough transition because similar to when i stopped riding this was like. I had only defined myself as an athlete and as a rugby player, and I'd still be playing if I could.
0: Oh, I was just saying that that's such a hard place as an athlete to be when you don't know what's going to happen or where you are or who you are. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, they always say that that's not your sole identity, but basically, I mean, I think that's one of of the the things that I want to help is with, you know athletes and ending their careers is because that's all you identify with um and they can say don't do that but that's much easier said than done because especially in rugby where i think it's our, our culture and, and i define myself a lot about my values and my culture which is coincides with rugby culture right so yeah so after that i've just been kind of contracting and then that's where we came to Tory. Um, right so the, we will talk about how what Tori is and and go into the different topics but it's basically just a way to bring all of these things together uh, you and i both share a love for photography
0: yes we do we um, both love we both love shooting and the shooting pictures and and expressing ourselves through art and things like that too so you know that's that's something that we've bonded over and i think that this platform has other ways for us to, to share our community and to share us and options for people for not just health and well-being, but for consulting and for other people that we know and trust for them to be to be there for people as well as our influencers. So we'll get into what Tori is about more. And thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.
1: Have okay, a good day, well, Sarah. Thanks, Allie. You too. I am so lost in and around the winding of the rolling paper cycle. And mindful to no end of realizing and of compromising. Head out the window,
0: smiling. Oh, and why, though, did I understand your arrival? With that blindfold, all oh, myself couldn't take